We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcasts are presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. It's the playoffs and Yahoo is back with another baller contest this week. It's a half a million dollar total prize pool and it is a $20 buy-in. It is a 10 entry max with zero, count it, zero management fees, rake-free contest for you this weekend. Don't miss out. If you haven't signed up already, go to rotogrinders.com forward slash Yahoo. And when you make your deposit, make sure you're using promo code GRINDERS30 for a $30 matching bonus on that first deposit. Great sponsors here of the football feed. It's Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final Roto Grinders NFL Daily Fantasy Recap Show of the 2018 NFL regular season. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Sammy Reed. Sadly, not joined by the third fish of the Guild cast, Nate Nolan. He's been, I don't know, I guess traveling around uh, the country all week. Who could who could say what Nate is doing? But he didn't play this week, so Nate and I, or, uh, Sammy and I held down the fort week 17, and uh, we came startlingly close to playing the same lineup, Sammy. Yeah, and honestly, I'm pretty sad that Nate's not here because, I don't know. I mean, we get to record early because Nate doesn't have to mess around with his database and keep us waiting while he downloads air yards. I'm going to be in bed at a reasonable hour. Yeah, so that's, that's a positive. But we did actually go into today's slate with the same lineup, which, I mean... I don't know how you felt, but that made me feel real, real nervous, bro. Has it has not happened in 17 weeks of the NFL season where, no. where, where I don't think any of us have ran the same lineup um, at any point this year, the three of us. No, we, we have not. Um, and, and frankly, like, I'm surprised that me and you came so close because when we were talking about it earlier in the week, we were pretty far off. I think you were convinced that Jamal Williams was a stone cold lock. I was, I was definitely convinced he was a stone cold lock. And then, so this is, uh, we can just start talking about our lineup. Um, but the reason that I got off Williams wasn't really anything to do with what I thought about his projection or talent or whatever. But when they just said, when they said that Adams wasn't going to play when he was so close to getting those records, I was like, Oh, they're just not going to try. They're, 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 they are not coming out to really try and win this game against the lions today. That was how I interpreted that news. Was that, was that a fish read, or do you think that read was probably like kind of close to being true? I mean, I don't know about trying or not, but I think it's definitely – they only have one good player on their offense besides Rodgers, and that's Devontae Adams. And right. And then he's throwing to Aquinemon. Yeah, even if they were trying, their offense yeah. is markedly worse with MVS getting those targets than Adams. Oh, yeah, and Aquinimus St. Brown, I don't even know if he was active. I mean, it was just like that whole offense is a complete dumpster fire. And it's just like I I don't want any peace, especially when Detroit's got Snacks Harrison, who's like legitimate at stopping the run, and they more importantly just play at a really crappy slow pace. I was like, dude, this is a 13-7 to game. I I don't want any shares at all anywhere. No, so that, no was, that was how I ended up getting off of Jamal Williams, who I did really like. I don't want to claim like I'm some savant. Like I thought he was a really good play. I thought he was going to have – I guess maybe I didn't think he was a really good play, but what I did think was this dude is going to get 
all of the running back work for Green Bay, which actually uh, was true. He had three targets and eight carries. Capri Bibbs had five targets and one carry, but uh, they just they ran like no plays. They they had uh, forty attempted passes and thirteen runs in this game. I mean, here's the big thing: is we avoided that landmine. I think this week was it was more about avoiding landmines than right. like unexpected people really smashing. Like I guess Jarwin smashed, but that wasn't like anything to do with week seventeen. It was like. I was waiting for Jake Kumaro to like score two touchdowns or something. And none of that really happened. Meanwhile, like there were a lot of traps out there. Well, I I mean, I got, I got hit with an absolutely brutal one, which, uh, so now we should talk about it. Okay. Uh, Let's just go, let's just go into our lineups. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes uh, did not consider another quarterback for, for a nanosecond this week. Should we have? Uh, who who I guess even who would you have even I guess Ben maybe Ben or or Watson I guess would have been the other yeah guys. not not Ben because Ben was like the same price on DK you're taking Mahomes there for sure how much how much I don't even know how much I didn't even look dude uh it was, it was he was, I think Mahomes was 71 and Ben was seven and Mahomes was 61 percent owned in cash Everybody went Mahomes. I, and like, as they should have. He was so clearly the play. Yeah. I mean, how crazy is it that a quarterback in the year of our Lord 2018 is 60-plus percent owned in cash at well, 7.1? Like, a, a lot – for whatever reason, a lot of these teams had motivation, but it was like partial motivation. Like yeah. some of these teams, they were like, oh, you know – if if x y and z happens in another game then they'll stop caring so i think people were just like oh it's just so easy to know mahomes is gonna have to try the whole game and he was close enough to some records that we probably assumed that he was going to be throwing the whole game and honestly if the raiders had showed any push in that game at all i think reed would have left him out there i mean they scored 35 points and i feel like they didn't do anything it was like they returned (laughs) <laughs> they, re- they they returned a, a pick for a touchdown and they got like a couple yard touchdown from Damian Williams and then a long touchdown. I don't even know what else happened. So they, like, they, they scored 35 points completing 16 passes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they like never had the ball. Yeah. I mean, Chad Henney got in on this game. Yeah. And then they didn't, they didn't play any of the fourth quarter, which is probably something we should have thought a little bit more about. I mean, no, I kind of think the Raiders, like, if if the pick six wouldn't have happened, I actually think they probably would have scored some points and it would have been fine. Yeah, the pick six really just screws everything up, and it was, like, right at the beginning, too. Actually, just, I mean, it's just – it's, like, deflating, and you're on the road. You're on the road, you throw a pick six. Like, that's just GGs. Ugh. Dude, I was, I was expecting a lot better out of this game, honestly. I, th- I thought that – yeah, I mean, they scored 35 points, but the, there is no fantasy points. So, but okay. So basically, it was Mahomes. I didn't. I don't. It was fine. He. It's Mahomes. What are you gonna do? Nothing. Nothing. The only other guys who smashed were like Jameis and Ryan. They both smashed. Yeah. But I don't know. That game uh, was. Brady, that game was Brady, suspect. Brady had uh, two hundred fifty and four. Yeah. Yeah, and Goff had like two hundred and four. Oh, oh, Josh Allen had a uh, forty ball. Oh yeah. Uh, I, Silva, I want to say Silva like wanted to play him in cash. <laughs> Too, too good. I, so I actually want to say, like, thanks to Evan Silva because I absolutely murked on Yahoo today uh, because I had a lot of Josh Allen and GPP because I saw Silva pump him on the soul cast. And then you guys go, no. And I was like, oh, they're, they're I, I did not. Silva. I did not. I like Josh Allen. Okay. Well, it was it Soccer Dave? Yeah. Like, I see Soccer Dave uh, versus Evan Silva, and I'm like, oh, I'm putting money on Silva right now. And I did, and I won a bunch. Yeah, so. I mean, that's uh that is I guess I mean, I don't know. I guess he's probably like more of like a fan duel play cuz he's never getting the 300-yard bonus. He almost got the 100-yard bonus, mate. Yeah, I guess and I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's ever any way to play Lamar Jackson over uh over Mahomes, but I guess probably some people did that and felt good about no, it. No, no, forget all that. Forget all that noise. Yeah. So, running back, I played CJ Anderson. Dwayne Washington and Jeff Wilson Jr. And this is where you and I differed because you made a swap based on the Spencer Ware being inactive news. You swapped from Travis Kelsey 
and Jeff Wilson Jr. to Jared Cook and Damian Williams. Is that correct? It is. And, I mean, honestly, so like, I actually, I actually think that uh, you probably won that swap, but only by, like, three or four points. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's true. Like, they were not that great. But I want to talk to you a little bit about that process. Because yes, I think, I think both ways. I think both of the ways you and I approached it was interesting. Yeah. I, I, so we kind of have to give the full picture because we're making this decision around 2 p.m. or like 2 p.m. your time, noon our time, like an hour before the afternoon games happen. When we find out that Spencer Ware is not playing and then we have to look at our scores and say, okay, are we above or behind? So what was kind of your thinking at that point? Well, we had the stone nuts. So at the at the time at the time that Spencer Ware was inactive, we had uh, Dwayne Washington, who was not quite at the hundred yard bonus yet, but I think he had like seventy or so yards. But we also didn't have Jamal Williams. We didn't have Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, we didn't have People play Valdez Scantling. He was chalk. He was like twenty five percent. What the for real? Yeah, he was he was in a pretty popular build. And even and even <laughs> Saquon Saquon only had I think like 26, 27, which is like it's a good score, but he's not break, like Saquon at 27 points was not breaking the slate. Like it was Yeah, wasn't. I was so pissed at you. I was so pissed at you this morning, bro, cuz you're like we faded Saquon. We're so sharp. We're going to be rich. And I'm like, dude, he's going to smash us in the face now. And and then he did kind of. Like he hit the bonus and scored like he hit the bonus and scored, but like whatever, like twenty, like if you're if the guy you're really stone fading gets twenty seven, you don't hate that. Yeah, I mean it's a regular CJ Anderson day. It's not like right. so great. So, and then so we faded those landmines. We had thirty two from Godwin, twenty nine from Hopkins, and uh, and two from the Giants defense. Which actually, uh, by the way. I mean, compared to what every other defense did for the day, the Giants defense, a real wet part on the day. Because if, you, if we had the Chiefs D or whatever, which like the uh, – so Rams by the D, way, Chargers D, any D from the afternoon set. The, the Barkley, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling upgraded defense team versus uh, Hopkins um, – uh, Washington, running. yeah, Washington or whatever, like whatever cheap running back. I think Jeff Wilson Jr. Like that, that three v three. That just because the defenses were so good, those teams smashed. Yeah, I hate those weeks because I always pay down at defense. I never pay up for defense because well, it's I'm not like the there. Chiefs were expensive. They were just a little bit more expensive. Yeah, they were like what two point five or two point six. Yeah, yeah, which I mean was a good. I just needed the money, but and the Bills had the Bills defense had like. 18 also yeah yeah and the Chargers and the Rams so the the thought process for me especially after so after Washington got the bonus I was like I don't even know if I could make a swap that would be neutral EV right now and I'm I'm gonna go to a bar and watch the Chiefs game I just want to watch Mahomes throw touchdown passes to Kelsey so like I just I I I was just like I'm leaving it the 2v2 I was considering uh actually would have one a lot because I had I had it was mine was Kittle and Damian Williams versus um what I did run which was CJ Anderson and Travis Kelsey and so Kittle got like 35 so that oh, yeah. two, you won by a little bit even though CJ Anderson smashed yeah uh, you you I think made a bad swap but I think our team was in such a good spot that it didn't matter that honestly that was almost my thinking when I did it I'm like screw it dude I, I got the nuts I'm winning anyways you know um but I really didn't want to get off of C.J. Anderson. I knew C.J. Anderson was going to smash. He was, he was less than 40% owned in cash. I was like, you've got to be joking me. Like, you have to be joking me. What are these you, people thinking? I will say, I will say this. C.J. Anderson did have a really good game. You overprojected the shit out of him. You no, bro. bro. I mean, it's a home game against the 49ers where they're like two touchdown favorites. <laughs> and, and he gets almost all the carries and targets. It's like, dude, I know Kelly got 10 carries last year, but six of them were like in garbage time. No, no, I, I'm not even accounting for that. I'm just saying like I've seen this scenario play out with running backs who like aren't very good. And instead of getting 23 carries, they get – 18 carries for 84 yards and just it, it works out that they don't get the touchdown whether it be Jared Goff gets the the sneak or 
the the fullback like just so you know it's football like things like this happen over a small sample and it's not like Gurley's in there where the team is like they want to get Gurley the touchdowns obviously I played CJ Anderson I thought he was a really good play I was very invested in that idea but I just I just need you to know that I think you were overconfident in your projection for him Okay, and I need you to know that you're a fish. Like, there was just no way that CJ wasn't smashing in this spot. I don't, I don't know what the argument against him. They can get 18 carries, you know. Anybody could. Yeah, so, so it is worth pointing out that, uh, my, that I, got, I played Jeff Wilson with .9 DK points and still had, I think, like my, my, my third best day of the year. That's yeah, how, that, that, for, so that's that wasn't... That wasn't your fault at all. Like, he's the guy I swapped off of because I thought he had a low floor. We'll never really know, you know, like. Well, you know, man, I, I really ever hate to say the draft cheat makes a good point, but he does make a good point about Jeff Wilson Jr. is so spectacularly unathletic. Like, his metrics, if you go to player profile, are so bad. Like, maybe you shouldn't be surprised when some couch potato gets hurt playing in an NFL game. And I, never, I don't really like to give DC credit, but it's a really good point. You know, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just it is just it is what it is. Like Jeff Wilson Jr. It's like soccer Dave playing an NFL game. Like it's like it's like, like literally, it's like you're you're like okay, soccer Dave, you're gonna go out, and you're gonna play sixty snaps. <laughs> if uh, if Jeff Wilson Jr. and Alfred Morris's score counted for one today, would have been a real good day for your boy. Oh my God! Yes, Morris smashed, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had 16 carries, 111 yards, and he scored and also caught his lone target. Oh my God! Yeah, that could have all been Jeff Wilson Jr.'s if he if he worked out ever. If he oh, if well. he'd ever if he'd ever bench pressed. Yeah, hit the gym. Uh, kid. So so you swapped off of Kelsey as well as part of your swap to Jared yeah. Cook. I just I just felt so good about Damian Williams, you know. It was I I felt basically about him as I did CJ Anderson. I know he's probably going to get a little less work, but like he gets more work in the receiving game. I was just like, dude, he's going to smash. Like, it, Kareem Hunt, if Kareem Hunt were 6 grand, and I really don't differentiate between these players at all, honestly. No, that's a very good point. Just treating a running back like a running back's probably a good idea. Yeah, like that's CJ Anderson. CJ was like 5.4. I'm like if Gurley was ever 5.4, or 6.4, even 7.4. You'd never even think twice. You'd right. never even think twice. So, That's true. Yeah. So, how, I mean, running backs don't matter. How could I possibly fade that? So, for me, I loved Kelsey, but I was just like, I would rather take the hit at tight end and play the variance there than play it at running back. You know, I, I just think running back in DFS is the more important position. It's the more projectable position. I feel the best about it. Like, I want the smash guy there. So. And Damien didn't even smash. So, but that was my thinking. He really should have, though. He should have. He only, I mean, I, I don't even know what happened. Like, he got a touchdown at least. But he got no work through the air. And he only got, like, I don't know, 11 he carries. Got, he got stoned at the goal line one time. Oh, yeah, the Kelsey Stone and then the Damian Williams Stone back-to-back. Yeah, the Kelsey, Kelsey Stone, that turns into a touchdown that's plus 12 for me. Or plus yep. 11. That's uh. That would have been, again, just a lot of ways I could have made a lot more money today. Yeah. No, D. Williams, uh, and, and he also didn't play the fourth quarter. When when you have a big lead, like that's when you expect your running back to get like six or seven carries in that right. quarter. I mean, they got to protect the, their their investment. They just extended his contract, bro. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, wide receiver, Godwin Hopkins, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, there was just no way to not play juju at uh, the point in which ab was out yeah i mean do you think that's smart i'm looking yes. back on it I, yes it's like like literally you you cannot even possibly think twice about it okay here's here's my devil's advocate and i don't necessarily believe this but i just want to throw it out there uh the pittsburgh offense every time ab is out the whole thing falls apart when Le'Veon Bell goes out, everything's fine. Everything's the same. An offensive lineman goes out, everything's the same. Slot receiver, anything. AB is the one guy on that team where I feel like when he's out, things change and the offense is like markedly worse. I mean, maybe that's a sign that they have the wrong people calling plays. <laughs> oh, oh, they do, buddy. 
But yeah, oh, they do. Like, Smith Schuster is like uh, just as like he's like more athletic and like more efficient than Antonio Brown is. So I don't really I don't really buy that. And I think any sort of any sort of like um, negating efficiency you would get with Antonio Brown being out, you you would project to make up for in target volume for Smith Schuster, which like he saw he saw um, ten of forty five targets, which I guess. Really, you would probably expect a little bit more. Like, I, I did not project uh, eight targets for Jalen Samuels, you know, still. Nine for Eli Rogers. I mean, the, the reality is that Pittsburgh is just straight bad. Straight bad. I mean, being a fan of this team is actually, like, not a good experience this year. You could have just rooted for uh, the Chiefs, bro. bro. I, saw, I saw that first Mahomes game, and I was like, did the Dallas who? <laughs> the, the Dallas what? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Why are you talking to me about Dallas? I don't know. You you jump ship like you jump ship like the rats on the Titanic. You were just like, peace out. Yeah, like I saw I saw Mahomes throw one no look pass, and it was like I just why would I why would I ever bother with this? Like uh, it's my ass, Dak. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I don't I don't have to watch Dak and and Zeke Elliott and I don't have to watch Jason Garrett clap, bro. I can watch I can watch Patrick Mahomes. Well, that was a good choice. The Steelers were seven two and one. Didn't make the playoffs. They lost to. Uh, didn't they lose to the Raiders at home? Uh, they lost to the Raiders in Oakland, but they still lost to the Raiders because they decided not to bring Ben back on the field. They're like, "Oh, we're we're cool with the flow of the game. It's all good." <laughs> like, now you're not in the playoffs, you clowns. Uh, so Juju got ten targets. He got a touchdown. That was fine. Godwin. I don't know. I think something like in your process is is totally screwed up if you didn't play Godwin. Would here's a question. Would Nate Noling have played Godwin if he played today? So here here is a couple things based on this is something you and I were chatting about uh over the course of the day. Is would Nate have won in this slate? So oh. I actually here here's the thing, dude. <laughs> I think Nate would have played one of these Detroit wide receivers. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm yeah, like looking I, at this slate, and I'm like, oh, there's so much missing volume. Like Nate, Nate might have got the 100 yard Brandon Powell game. No, no, he would he would have played. And, and no, TJ TJ Jones scored twice. Yeah, he might have gotten TJ Jones. I mean, Andy Jones had 11 DK points. Powell had 18. Jones had like 16, I think. I oh think my God. He, you a hundred percent would have played one of these guys because he would have been like, Oh, uh, so um, they're missing. I mean, I just can't, I just can't fade a 25% target share. Like I just won't. I, can, I can't do it for the minimum salary. And then, <laughs> and then he probably would have played. He probably would have played Barkley. He definitely would have played CJ Anderson. Yeah. Oh man. You know what? And he probably would have played Kittle over Kelsey too. Yeah. And he probably would have played Lamar. <laughs> No, no, he would have played Mahomes. No, he would have played Lamar. He has played Lamar like every week. <laughs> he's, played, he's played Lamar Jackson every week since week 12. <laughs> every week. <laughs> Nate is such a fish. <laughs> Bro, he ran bad to only get one touchdown a day. <laughs> Bro, he had the bonus. He had the hundred yard bonus. No doubt. Yeah, Nate would have absolutely destroyed the slate. He'd be so rich. (laughs) The crazy thing too is just like I just whenever Nate and I have someone overlap, it's gotta just be a complete accident. Yeah, just just two broken clocks. Well, just the way he builds his lineups is so much different. Like he just is like, remember that week he didn't play Sterling Shepard? Yeah. When he was like eighty percent. Yeah, and then he did play him the next week when like he was terrible. When he was like two percent. Yeah, and Nate Nate's always like, man, I always do this. I always do something stupid. Like a receiver leaves, and then I just project like another guy to just pick up all his volume, and I'm like, twenty eight percent target share. And he, like, knows he does it, but he continues to do it. Remember that time I played Theo Riddick for 4K and still won? Yeah, you smashed, actually. That Dude, week this you was absolutely a really crushed. good NFL year for me. Yeah. It, it's, it's been a good year overall, man. Like, it really has. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, I just like downloaded like all my stats. I didn't have a good year in GPP. I lost my, oh, I, I know I can confirm. I will have been a loser in GPP probably. Yeah. So this is actually really interesting. So I only, I only won 56% of my head to heads, which is like just about break even like a two and a half percent ROI. 77% 50-50s, 73% double-ups. Game selection, mate. Pretty good. Pretty good. And I know, dude, you, you, you've you been smashing all year. Like, you're, it, like Silva said, your maturation from beta to alpha has been really impressive. But, like, I knew at the beginning of the year you were going to have a good year. Yeah, but you had a different mindset. Well, I just, like, worked really hard in the offseason. Like, how do you mean? Like, I just, like, really, like, I – kind of like memorized all the team's rosters. I got familiar with all, <laughs> I, I like got familiar with all the rookies. I like watched film. <laughs> you grinded film and memorized rosters and then you won a bunch of money. Is that the well, secret? I like, I like, it's like helpful to like, be like, what does Matt Stafford really look like? Cause that'll, that'll keep you from playing theoretic at 4k. If you really remember what it's like to watch him play quarterback, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I, I could tell at the beginning of the year, like you, you, you were just a little more put together. You weren't like a goofball tout. You were doing sharp things and saying sharp things. You've had a good year. So, so the important part is, is how many points did you score? Uh, 157 and change. Damn it, you beat me. 150. Of course. Well, my, I mean, I guess your guys all played. Your guys all finished the game. Yeah, yeah. My, I didn't play Jeff Wilson Jr., the couch potato crazy that he he got hurt it's just i don't think i've really had an injury all year i mean remember when nate had his quarterback bench (laughs) (laughs) no 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 that's even i got even a better one remember when nate had martavis bryant who played eight snaps (laughs) (laughs) he's like bro amari cooper was gone he was gonna get like 28 percent of the targets (laughs) oh but we pivoted to somebody else. We pivoted to uh, Maurice Harris. Was that the Maurice Harris week? Oh yeah, I, I did play. I did play Maurice Harris. Yeah, me and you. I mean, in fairness, me and you both had Martavis, and we pivoted. Like not in week, but like on Sunday morning, we did that. What can you do? Yeah, you just do sharp things. You know? That is that is the worst play I I made all year. I think. Mo Harris. Yeah. I I actually might have played him twice in cash. <laughs> I might have gone back to the week I was in Arizona. I don't remember what I did, but it was horrible. Yeah, the week I went to Arizona, I think I scored like 77 points. (laughs) I was looking at my results today and like going through stuff, and I was like, what what the hell happened then? Oh, that was Arizona. That's right. It's not like I, not like I have some excuse. Like, it's not like I didn't do research that week. It's not like I didn't turn all my articles in and do all the podcasts. Like I just still just fished it. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I, I mean, for me, like I was drunk the whole time and I was like not around during lock and you know, I wasn't tinkering in the morning. I was doing stuff like all part of my routine was off. My routine was different. What's uh, what's something you learned overall about NFL DFS from this year? <sighs> I mean, that's, that's, so I don't mean to make light of it, but I think it's really, I think it's really been the thing that defense doesn't matter. I, and and I've really learned, and it's not, again, it's not that defense doesn't matter in the absolute sense. It's just that today, let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins. We played DeAndre Hopkins in cash and not a lot of people did. He was was, 7.2%. He was 5%. Yeah, I mean, it's just like volume, and he went 12 for 147. Volume trumps all. Like, volume just trumps all. And defensive matchup is good and all this, but, like, game script, which creates opportunity in a lot of ways, that's what just trumps all. Big takeaway for me. And, like, uh, don't pay up for QB and cash still. Someone, someone asked me this morning who Hopkins played, and I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was like, yeah, Hopkins. Oh, it was you, wasn't it? Yeah, I was like, aren't you concerned? Because you kind of talked me onto him. I was kind of like, I don't know, because I had Devontae. 
I was going to play Devontae oh, yeah, Adams. he got scratched. And that's why we ended up having the same lineup. We were really close, but I had Adams, you had Hopkins. And then I was like, shoot, that's just a natural price pivot. Aren't you concerned about Jacksonville? <laughs> or aren't you concerned about the matchup? You're like, what matchup was he playing? <laughs> I don't, I don't look like I, I look, I guess like, at like team totals and stuff and like yeah. projections, but I'm not like, Oh, who does this team play? Who like, yeah. like, uh, for the, for the RG expert survey, they, uh, they, they have this question we do every week, which is, um, it's like, what, what player are you targeting against an elite defense this week? <laughs> and I'm always just like, I don't know. Whichever one's going to get a lot of volume. <laughs> what are what are well? What are the elite? I guess the Ravens have an elite defense for sure, and then who are the other good defenses? Like suppose uh, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Chicago's is really good. Um, Baltimore. Nobody else is even good. So let's look at let's look at Football Outsiders DVOA. The top three teams in DVOA are... Chargers will be up there. They're not. They're eighth. Okay. Chicago, Baltimore, Buffalo, Minnesota, and New Orleans. Oh, yeah. New Orleans actually had a great but defensive would you, game. Would you... Are any of those teams, would you, like, not play guys against in fantasy? <sighs> Maybe Chicago. Like, I've played... I know for a fact I've played dudes against Buffalo in fantasy. Yeah, I think I tested the Ravens once and they like pushed my shit in. So Oh I played yeah, I played Mahomes against the Ravens. He got like twenty eight. Yeah. Well I played somebody else who wasn't good and they shut him down. But I mean regardless, like yeah. I, I think I think that's definitely a thing. And then the other thing I've really learned and we've talked about this lately is that I would I, when, when there's backups in, so you get a cheap guy who's going to step into a volume role, you can always trust the running backs way more than you can trust the receivers, except for Chris Godwin. But so many times you like, oh, the number one receiver's out. This guy, you know, Sutton's going to get so many more yeah. looks. And it just, like, doesn't always happen. In fact, a lot of the time it doesn't happen. So, uh, but when C.J. Anderson comes in for Gurley, he's going to smash. Because he's he's legit going to get like twenty touches. So well, running back running back success is so much more translatable because it's about, um, you know, it's it's about team success. Running backs yeah. do well through coaching, through play calling, through offensive game, line talent, through scheme. game script. Yeah. yeah, game script. Whereas when wide receivers do well, generally, you know, it's basically comes down to them being good at. Yeah, they did good, and their quarterback is is and their quarterback is good. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with that. And you know, you're also talking about like six to eight targets as opposed to like fifteen to twenty touches. Right, you know? right. It's well, running backs are just more projectable than um, than wide receivers. That and that just is like if you looked at an R squared of projections for running backs and for wide receivers, like median projections, the running backs would do better. Absolutely. It's just like, I just want RB ramps. I just want RB, you know, uh, uh, Chiefs, whoever it is. I just want the RB from that team. I don't care who it is. RBs don't matter. And there's probably like, there's also probably more value in um, like the, the high priced good volume wide receivers now more than ever because the league is trending a couple different ways one towards a lot more passing but two through like having a lot of different weapons like the good offenses have seven guys who catch passes they have two running backs who catch passes four wide receivers who catch passes and tight ends who catch passes so the guys who like have like a legit like 28 percent market share i mean there's there's probably like four guys yeah. Who have and uh, yeah, what would you learn? Take I mean, I, yeah, I mean, the biggest, the story of this season for me is definitely going to be the defense does not matter. And that spending a lot of time looking at like DVOA and uh, you know, what team allows fantasy points to tight ends and stuff like that. That's a, that's a total waste of time. Serious waste. I, I don't think I've looked at DVOA in. I did. This years. is the first time I pulled it up. And then the years past, it's been, you know, a big part of my, research and analysis and so um you know shout out frisco josh yeah i mean i had a really good 
uh, conversation with Josh, I think it was before last season, uh, over DMs. And he had found, you know, he'd done the study and said that DVOA was, was descriptive but not predictive. And he really did a lot of work. And, and so I talked to him about that. And the moment, like, I had this conversation, I really understood. And I just took it completely out of my analysis. I never looked at it again. Even though as a football fan, it is interesting to know who, like, the top teams were this year. You know, that's a good thing to know about the season that happened. But it's not going to help you this week in DFS. I, the, the thing that is the most enjoyable to me about DVOA now is that uh, the, Seattle, the Seattle fans who care so much about winning the DVOA championship, they cheer for a bad team now, so they can't <laughs> even sweat that out, which is something they used to love. I mean, Seattle did win 10 games. I don't know what their uh, team DVOA was, but I'll bet it was top 10. Wasn't. Really? Well, maybe, maybe their offense is so good, but their defensive DVOA is 19th. Huh. Their, their offensive DVOA is probably good because Russell Wilson is, like, so insanely efficient. Super efficient, yeah. No, they won't be top 10. They, they're eighth in offense, 20th in defense, and their special teams is not very – no, their special teams is amazing because they have that punter. Oh. You know, you know, punter, you really did do a lot of work, Davis, memorizing you don't, you don't know about this punter? No. Dude. You have to know about this punter. No, no, who he is? He makes like seventy-yard like corner punts, dude. Really? You got like go like after the show, go Google Seattle punt like Seattle punter. Like he he won the MVP of his college bowl game. No shit. Okay. I'm I in. had I had I had Danny Kelly and Ben Baldwin to like you know huge Seahawks fans on the take cast, and yeah. I didn't know about this either. And they were like, "No, the punter is like the star of the team." <laughs> Lit. So so go to their special teams DVOA. See where it's at. It's it's not good actually. It's no, funny funny's a small piece of that. Yeah. I was yeah. like I was like all ready for them to be like first in in DVOA though cuz their punter is so good. What do you think it means uh we saw Kelsey and Kittle. I think they both cracked the all-time record and Kittle ended up with it of yes. tight end receiving yards. Yeah. And Ertz obviously had a huge huge monster year like I don't know. I think it was like a hundred plus catches, twelve hundred plus yards, yeah, something like that. Insane. What does that change your opinion of the tight end position? Like, I almost always pay down at tight end in cash, and I, I really had to. Receivers. Yeah, I really had to start rethinking that at the second half of this year, and I don't think I adjusted that well. well but in general, I think as long as your opponents are not making an emphasis on that position, I think it's okay because there, there always is a big trade-off because the cheap tight end, like the 3.4K tight ends are way better than the 3.4K wide receivers. Like that's just true. So there is like a pretty big trade-off. I just, I mean, Travis Kelsey just absolutely went nut bar. How do you think Mahomes does next year? Like statistically, I mean, I don't know. It's probably probably not as good, right? He'll probably throw some more interceptions, probably less passing touchdowns. I mean, just mathematically, there's going to be there should be regression there, but he's just so damn good. Yeah, he he's just he so the, good. He had the most fantasy points of any quarterback season ever. Did he? Yeah, Field Field Yates tweeted that out today. Would Would Nate right now be arguing that he shouldn't be the MVP? That Bree should be VP. Yeah, no? it would be like he's completing seventy four percent of his passes. <laughs> Just so efficient. <laughs> I mean, how many like? But here's the thing, though. Like, I got in an argument. Not in an argument. Like, I'm friends with like uh, uh, like Ben Baldwin and um, Kevin Cole, who works here for RG. Uh, just like Breeze for a large part of the season was better uh, EPA per dropback, which is expected points added per dropback. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't, I don't, how could you possibly care that Breeze was slightly more efficient per dropback when Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes? This is actually a good, this is actually a good take. Keep going. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like you watch that dude play for five minutes and you're like, he's going to be the best. As long as he doesn't get hurt. No one else is ever going to be better at doing this than he is. And a completion percentage in the NFL now is probably slightly overrated because we know that success rate on a per play basis is not what matters. There's been a ton of research done saying basically like success rate per play is not what you should be chasing after. You should be chasing after points. 
and po- and total points is like what you should really be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, we'd be arguing with Nate about how it's more of an art, you know, it's more of an art than a science. Like really you can't Nate, just sit Nate, there and like, Nate, I, I'm going to, let's text him right now. Please. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> I, I would just, I just want to know who the MVP would be. I mean, he, he has to say Mahomes. I just feel like some, like, what if he said like Philip Rivers? (laughs) (laughs) I can see it. (laughs) Like, what if there's like some obscure metric that Nate really likes that Rivers is the best in? I can see it. Who who else, who else could possibly be the MVP? Well, people tried to say Aaron Donald. People Uh, tried to say um, Todd Gurley, of course. No, Nate would never say Gurley. How and those, you, and those how people are just still wrong. Did you feel vindicated about your Darnold to Saquon take in the last couple weeks of the year? I mean, I felt vindicated from the beginning. Except yeah. here's the thing. I think people think that I am like um, a, a Sam Darnold guy. I'm yeah. just like I'm just like a take anyone. Take take Colton Miller. Take Denzel Ward. Take Leighton Vander Esch. Like I don't take care. Derwin James. Yeah, uh, Derwin James is actually the guy that I think, if you applied the logic retroactively, would be the right pick because I think people actually would not have been surprised if he had been taken there. I mean, he went at like 17, bro. I, I'm just I'm still appalled. Wasn't still he appalled. like pretty well regarded though? He was super well regarded and he smashed at the combine. It wasn't like something hit him that, you know, oh, we're not sure about Derwin James. Everybody knew he was amazing. It was like Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, I think, lasted to number 12 his year. And everybody knew he was going to be the best defensive player. Like, he was just an animal. He didn't just, like, randomly turn into this guy. He was always going to smash. But he, like, went outside the top 10 and nobody knows why. Strong because people don't value, strong people don't value the position. Yeah, there's probably a little bit of that where like strong safeties certainly don't have this the highest value. Right, and neither do like defensive tackles, um, especially going into that time. But you know you, what? You take special you know, players. You know a thing that sucks, except for that running back. Byron Jones is probably my favorite cowboy ever, and he's uh, having this amazing, amazing year. And I just don't even really care about the Cowboys anymore. Uh, it's really sad, but but don't worry. Cornerbacks don't last that long anyway. He's so good, though. He'll be bad in two years. Oh No, but here's the thing. Some of them, this is a thing that people, uh, people don't know this, but this is a thing some corners are doing now is they're getting old, and just like receivers, they're, they're moving from the outside to the inside in their old age. Yeah, they go to safety? No, no, they, slot, they become slot, corner. slot corners. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Carr – of of like horrible was so bad in Dallas notoriety is like a, a linchpin of this amazing Ravens defense as their slot corner. Original Rod Woodson or Charles Woodson? Yeah, who knew? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. just I'm so I'm 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 like just very tilted though that that Byron Jones is having this year um, after being you know really converted from safety and it's just so good and. Just doesn't matter. Imagine if the Chiefs had one defensive back as good as Byron Jones. Imagine, imagine if Romo had one defensive back as good as Byron Jones in his entire career. That would have been fun. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? The Rams. The Rams. Why would it? Who would ever bet against the Rams? Just because they I lost, a, like against the Bears on a, an island game. Yeah. The Bears are good, but the Rams are better. Yeah. <laughs> the Rams personnel is crazy. Their coach is amazing. I don't. I, the the only argument against them, I guess, would be in big games their defenses has gotten their defense has gotten exposed a couple times. Which is crazy because they have great defensive players. You know, they have Donald and Sue, and they have like Talib and I mean well, Peters putting, isn't a great pressure, player, but putting pressure internally, regardless of what anyone would tell you about how much of a tactical advantage it is, it's actually you would much rather have the pressure from the edge. Sure. Like it just, well, they don't it just really ha- think about they, the way a football play works. Yeah. I mean, who they, they got a Fowler. I don't, even know, I don't even know who their big edge guys are. No, I think they traded for Fowler from Jacksonville. They, they did, but he's like a rotational guy. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they have just a linebacker. They have like Mark Barron and Littleton 
who are like kind of meh players. Uh, they have John Johnson at safety, who's pretty good. But they like have the best coach and the best defensive player, and then they have a great offense. Like you might be right. And I get—I mean, I guess it's just a matter of like, oh, you know, Goff is bad. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> if Goff and Mahomes ended up facing off again, I would probably give the edge to Mahomes because he's so much better than Goff. That's yeah, the I would, one. I would say I would if that was the. If, I mean, if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, I will. I would. I think they would be favored. <laughs> you'd be so happy your first year rooting for him. You'd be like, oh, I've been waiting so I long. I mean, that's the thing is if they win the Super Bowl, I'll be happy, but it wouldn't be anything like if Dallas won, you know? Yeah. What if but, Dallas wins now? I don't know. How will you feel? I mean, they, they don't look, they, I'm not worried about, <laughs> worry about that eventuality. Can you I want to get you on record. Jason Garrett versus uh, versus Sean McVay in in LA. Oh God! I mean, that's just just GGs. I mean, is that what, what's the spread there? Like twelve and a half? No, no. Mm, it would only be like it would be like six. Oh my God! Six and a half. <laughs> I I put all the Bitcoin on it. I believe I believe it is true that playoff game spreads are generally a little bit more narrow. Yeah, just because oh, I'm sure. Just because the teams in general are not. Horrible. I'm sure. We don't have any showdown to talk about. No. There's no showdown. This is this is kind of the end of an era. I can't believe the, the season's pretty much over. Like, we'll mash the playoff slates, but, like... We'll be playing a lot of showdown. You, you've really gotten into showdown. You got me more into showdown as the it's, season went dude, on. Dude, it is... Showdown is fun. I was a little resistant, I'm going to be honest. Well, you're an old, you're an old grumpy man. It's true. It's true. I'm resistant to change. You were, you were just like you were just like I don't know what all these people are doing with this one game. What's a captain? I don't even get it. What am I even supposed to do with this? <laughs> I did have to research when somebody said in the captain on Twitter. I was like, wait, what does that mean? I was so, like, week two. So I'm looking at the Rams PFR page right now. This uh, does not bode particularly well for them. Quarterback hits. Aaron Donald has 38. I mean, that is a lot. Sue has 18. That's quite a bit. Their next guy has six. That's really not good. No, no, that's a real concentrated. If I were another team, I'd just stick like a tight end right there. No, no, you'd, you'd like, you'd legit bring back a fullback to play against the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back a fullback and just always have him, always have him block. Trying to, who has like bad? I bet. I bet. I bet if you researched it, teams with bad centers just get wrecked by the Rams. I I have no doubts, friend. I have zero doubts at all. A lot of teams get wrecked by the Rams, though. No shame yeah. in it. Yeah. Their defense did just like give up thirty-two to Nick Mullins today. <laughs> I mean, dude, they've been hemorrhaging points all year. Like they they don't actually play that well together. All right. So and who do you think? Who do you think wins the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I, I actually think I'm, I'm on board with you. I've always liked the Rams. I, in the preseason, I bet Rams and Chargers. Chargers, so those are my, Chargers will not win the Super Bowl. No, they, they will not. Of course they won't. Just like, like Phillip Rivers will never beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's kind of sad to me because I think that if Phil Rivers won a Super Bowl, he'd be completely differently regarded. People think he's like a whiny little bitch because he like comes off as one. But if he actually won, people would be like, bro, that guy's fiery. I just he's I fiery. Know. He's a fiery I winner. I don't care for Phil Rivers. I don't care for any of the Chargers. I mean, I don't like anybody who has – no offense to anyone who's listening, but if you have more than three children, I don't understand your choices. And I Phil just, Rivers – like Keenan Allen has been such a pain in my side his entire life <laughs> that I just, I just don't want good things for the Chargers. Melvin Gordon, too, for that matter. I rarely play Chargers. Like, I, I never play Melvin Gordon, even though he smashes. He just gets, like, 35 every game, and Nate's like, why aren't you guys playing him? And we're like, dude, because he's Melvin, dude. He's Melvin. <laughs> and he only gets, like, 17 touches a game. I don't even know how it happens. He just scores, like, th- every time he's healthy, he scores, like, three touchdowns a game. <laughs> Regression, bro. Regression. <laughs> It's coming. And the Chargers gave me the most miserable in-game viewing experience of any uh, California team since Game Seven of the 2015 World Series, when they when they did that when they did the two-point conversion on Thursday night two weeks ago. Oh, oh yeah, that was in your eye. You were at that game, right? I was there. 
<laughs> oh yeah horrible I, I i have not seen a crowd that dead and pissed off since the world series oh yeah that makes me feel good that you felt so bad at that moment it was really it's just bad. a real visceral experience it makes you feel alive even though i really not. will never forget that madison bumgarner game though i mean it's like being suffocated for three hours at any point did you think you would get a hit off him ever or did you just know it gordon wasn't gonna had, happen gordon hit a triple off of him really gordon oh in the in the last inning yeah yeah but no no before that no it was there was no hope yeah but they'd been so good that postseason i just assumed they would win i went here's this is a great we'll end on a base we'll end on some baseball talk oh yeah so that, yeah, talk that postseason, Let's go. the the 2015 postseason i went to the wild card uh playoff game the one game against the a's that went yeah. into 13 innings went to that game went to the closing game of the angel series and then went to the closing game of the Orioles series, which was game four, because they swept both of those teams. So I, I'm just like, this team, they'll never lose. They're the team of destiny, you know? And then all of a sudden they start losing, and then I'm like, okay, well, we got to go. We got to go to game seven of the World Series, and we get there. And I'm just like, oh, they're just going to win. They're just going to win, like, 5 nothing, no problem. And they just sucked. They were horrible. Is that and- the last baseball game you've watched? <laughs> No, no. I, I mean, I watched a lot. I, when the Royals are good, I'll watch. Yeah. The Royals are like I mean, you, you seem pretty bitter at baseball the last couple of years. I'm, I'm starting I to mean, figure yeah, out. I mean, yeah, it was a really horrible experience to, like, even, even though they won the next year and it was a great, that was awesome, it still was, like, kind of tainted by how bad that Game 7 was for me. I'm, I'm really excited for you to jump ship on the Royals like you jump ship on the Cowboys and become like uh, no, Atlanta Braves fan. There's, there's no point because no one in baseball is as exciting as Patrick Mahomes is. Ronald Acuna, bitch. Or, no, or, no, it's not or, even the one you like. Juan, Juan Soto is the guy you like. That's my boy, yeah. Yeah. But, but Vlad Guerrero Jr., there's some, there's some young talent coming up. You might latch on. No, there's just no way to make football as exciting – or no way to make baseball as exciting as football for me. You just know, takes, you, it just takes too long. We, you'll experience this as you get older and wiser, Davis. You'll appreciate the nuance. No, of- my brain will be even more wrecked by technology the older <laughs> I get, and I will be able to like tolerate less and less time in between things flashing in front of me. <laughs> you know what's killing? You know what's killing baseball? Smartphone addiction because we can't like sit through a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm. I know. All right, we're going we're gonna to leave you there, everyone. I hope that the 2018 season was great for you. And uh, we hope to, uh, you know, we just hope to keep winning in the playoffs. And we hope that in a theoretical universe where Nate played today, we hope that he would have played Brandon Powell. 